when lunchtime arrived, I hurried toward the cafeteria to keep my date with Mr. Boynton. But as I passed the principal's office, Mr. Conklin's daughter, Harriet, bounded toward me from behind a potted plant. Hi, Miss Rooks. Daddy wants to see you before you go to lunch. Naturally. But before you go in, I've got some wonderful news for you. What do you think I just found? Miss Enright lying at the foot of the stairway. <laughs> no, I've discovered the most devastating welcome home gift for Mr. Boynton. I got it in a store around the corner. Here, I'll open it for you. It's a hand-painted silk handkerchief, Miss Brooks. Look at it. Well, what does the pattern look like to you? To me, it looks like a big yellow tree on a cliff by the ocean with a purple owl on top of it playing a bugle. That's exactly right. Isn't it the end? I hope so. It was part of the set, but I couldn't afford the extra 65 cents for the tie that went with it. Don't let that worry you, Harriet. Maybe Mr. Boynton will just happen to have a tie with a yellow tree and an owl on it. And did you notice this, Miss Brooks? Right under the yellow tree on one of the green branches is the initial B. Get it? B for Boynton. Or billiards. <laughs> it's really very pretty, Harriet, and I'm sure Mr. Boynton will love every twig of it, but I'd better get in to see your father. Okay, Miss Brooks. Be in the cafeteria when you're finished with Daddy, or vice versa. Come in. Well, it's Miss Brooks. Sit down, won't you? Over here by my desk. That's where all my friends sit when they drop in to see me. You all right, Mr. Conklin? <laughs> well, now that you mention it, Miss Brooks, I'm not all right at all. I'm very embarrassed. You see, this morning, Mr. Boynton presented me with a four-pound frog. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to call it? It's this brass ornament you see before you, and that's the crux of my embarrassment. You see, I had refused to join in my daughter's plan to purchase a gift for Boynton, but... When he gave me this uh, brass object, I told him I had a gift for him at my home. Well, it's not too late to pick it up, Mr. Conklin. But I have nothing for him at my home. Well, how do you think I can help you, Mr. Conklin? Uh, I find this most difficult to put into words, but although I don't believe in borrowing, I simply must purchase a gift for Boynton. And, Miss Brooks, as I've heard the student body put it, I'm stony. Mr. Conklin. Yes? You're still stony. <laughs> Oh, then there's no sense in wasting each other's and time. And we'll turn it? down a little bit of Eve Arden and Gail Gorn and a little bit of Harriet, a.k.a. Gloria McMillan. A minute ago. And hello, Patricia. Hello, Alden. How are y'all? We're doing super good. I am super glad. You yeah. had a busy week? Yeah, busy. Don't, you know, getting stuff done and, uh... And gonna go up tomorrow to see Frank. Oh, cool! Yeah, we all said hi. We will, we will. Frank had a little surgery this week. Oh, really? Yeah, same day my dad had a surgery, so uh, they decided to put a, a, a fresh new feeding tube inside Frank. Excellent. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go up and uh, got some stuff for him, some videos and some CDs he's been looking, waiting for, so they're done. So uh, go up and see Frank. So cool. uh, I'm good. For, I'm good about that. Very and cool. And I'll be back doing the show tomorrow night. And we're here with everybody else. You can give us a call. 714-545-2071. The, uh, the, it was a wonderful first couple of hours plus with our lovely friend Gloria. And we would love to continue the fun if you give us a call over the next 34 more hours that we're going to be on here. <laughs> 
We will be here. Well, wait a minute. I have to be polite. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hi, everybody. Walden and I are having a personal conversation here, and I didn't say, hi, everybody. We're glad you're with us, and gosh, I, would, I had a good time with Gloria. Yeah. I... She really is a remarkable lady. Fun stuff. That was cute that she had a crush on Richard Crenna. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it. she was totally heartbroken. I think she told her the story. I think she didn't tell tonight. She was totally heartbroken when he announced he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Poor thing. They really, it, it was a magical set. Yeah. With all of them. It, it just blows me away that Gail Gordon, who was a serious theatrical actor, yep. could fall into comedic roles, with starting with Fibber McGee and Molly, and be one of the master comedians with master timing of all time. He was wonderful. And you know, he, she adored him, especially when she, he gave her away at her wedding. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, that, that is just so sweet. She has a picture at her home of Gail going giving her away at the wedding. Really? Yeah. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah. That really, she really did describe a family atmosphere. Yeah. You talk to people and say, oh, yes, it was like one big happy family. Oh, yes, we were like what? And you find out. Not quite that way, you know. <laughs> this really was a happy family. Yeah, yeah. Quite remarkable. Well, it's amazing to me, and it tells the testament of her mom, uh, how they kept the family unit together after losing her dad in a train uh, accident. Mm-hmm. And he got to see her do one live show, which was a luxury radio theater before he was killed. Yeah, but uh, but she uh, kept the family together, her, her mom, and and uh, I guess she made sure Gloria was going to be comfortable and happy, and had a happy child, and she maintained that today. So, testament to her mom for raising a, a good family dynamic there. Agreed. Yeah. California parents are really special. Your mom and dad are just... You know, I want you to patent them, <laughs> but you haven't figured out how to do that yet. And Gloria's mom was, gosh, a hundred percent, and then yeah, in her. yeah. <sighs> they grow good moms in California. We are blessed. Good moms in California. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. You want to give us a call? We're here. We're here to play. We're here to talk. We can talk the serious things of life, like. Uh, MC Square Plus Two, <laughs> or you can play games. <laughs> You're a nut. They're <laughs> too funny. Well, I, I have some stuff. Could I say some stuff? Oh, I have to say the magic word first. Please. Food. Oh, oh, thank you. That way you're off the hook. I haven't even gotten in there yet. I know, but you're off the hook. So you know what? what? I don't think I put a single food item in my list tonight. Unless you count Mr. Potato are you planning? Head. Are you planning to go on hunger strike? Hmm? Are you planning to go on hunger strike or something? Are you kidding? Hunger <laughs> <laughs> strike? He's a silly person. I wake up and say, where's my food? Yeah. Um, I think the only, the only marginal reference to food I have so far in here mm-hmm. is to say that Mr. Potato Head was born in 1952. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. I did not know he was that old. You get it? Potato Head. Uh huh. Mister. Uh huh. You're not laughing. 
<laughs> Thank you, Walden. I just knew you'd come through for me. But on serious note stuff, um, we've got an earthquake in Japan, yep. tsunami in Japan, an imminent, if it hasn't already happened, meltdown at the nuclear reactor. We have three of them going down. Three of them, okay. Yeah, so... Um, oh, keep just, keep good keep keep that in your prayers and thoughts and uh and thank you for everybody out there uh the U.S. Navy all the all the uh bringing the heavy machinery everything to try to help them right now because they they sure look like they really really need the help. They really need it. They're evacuating two hundred thousand people from around one of the reactors right now. So. I guess what what I really want everybody to know is that we're keeping them mm -hmm. in our thoughts, mm -hmm. and the United States, again, is giving as much help and assistance as they can, um, and they're, they're just in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And we had a huge snowstorm hit Vermont, have flooding, serious flooding in the northeast. People are out of their homes. We've had tornadoes in the south and southeast, a volcano in Hawaii. Um, just everybody who's affected by all of this, you're in our thoughts. Absolutely. And anybody who is affected by any of this, if you can call in and let us know you're okay, that would be a good thing. Love to know. Love to know if everybody's okay. We have a theme tonight. Food. Well, I could change my mind, though. Well, that's okay. I was just finishing up a little uh, chocolate um, <gasps> kisses. The little itty-bitty ones. Oh, like the Hershey's Kisses? Uh-huh. I was just finishing up a couple of handfuls of that. A handful? Oh, Walden. <gasps> Be still my little heart. A handful of chocolate. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, was, I was thinking about lollipops this week, but I couldn't find any information fairly quickly, so... I mean, they they were sending me back to the the year 600 with the Romans or somebody who was making food on a stick. I said, that won't work. We'll have to save lollipops for another time. So I picked comedy shows. I thought since we started with such a great interview with Gloria McMillan, mm -hmm. and our Miss Brooks is a comedy show, that comedy shows would make a fun theme. So... What is your favorite comedy show to listen to, and which one do you think was the best series for any reason? Writing, acting, um, setting, creativity, just anything at all. It, the, the one you enjoy listening to most and the one that was best of all time are not necessarily the same one. So give us a call and let us know, 714-545-2071. What was your favorite comedy show, and which comedy show do you think was the best ever produced? Do you have a thought? I have a bunch of thoughts. Well, if we if we take Fibber and Gildersleeve, those are right up to, to my wheelhouse. Uh, I you know I would say I think to me those are two classic ones. Um, you can tell by my room, the way my room is laid out. Everybody, no, no, explain that in a bit. Hello there, everybody. Hello there, Carl. You're on the air. Hello, it's Charles from New Jersey. Hello, Charles. How you been? New Jersey. I'm doing better than oh. I was. <laughs> oh, you poor guy. You really took it on the chin. Well, I'm not 100%, but I'm getting there. You sound a lot better. 
<laughs> Don't you just hate it when people tell you how, how good you sound when you feel terrible? Well, I must say, because I, when I was talking, you know, last week, and you know, I can tell it, you know, I could still feel it, but it's like my, I could hardly hear. You could hear us today. I could hear you, but it was—it sounded like yeah, I was in a tunnel. No, I mean today. Oh yes. You can hear us tonight. Well, watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that was, what did you say? <laughs> you can hear us, Charles, right? What did you say? Oh, yes. Yes. I, See? Okay. What did you say? What? <laughs> what? That's it. You've got it. You've, what? You've got it. What? Like Patricia was saying when I she doesn't know what I'm gonna say. Food. Food. That's true. Are we going to talk about food? Oh, mine. I could talk about that all night. Huh? <laughs> you too. All right. So you're feeling better? You went to the hospital Sunday, so you're feeling, you're feeling good, better now than last weekend, right? Oh, well, I had to, because I, I woke up last Sunday, and I, I said, no, something, I, I have to get checked. Because I'd be laying down, and all of a sudden, my left ear, there was so much pain, I almost got up and screamed. Mm. Not well, you know, I went there last Sunday, the hospital I was there five hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God. They did blood work and the CAT scan, and that was all fine. It was just a bad, bad ear infection. They had to flush the ears out. It was so bad. I didn't know. God. But they fixed you. They fixed you. How are you doing with rain up there this week? We got some, but not not a lot. Well, where I am in New Jersey, there was hardly no flooding. It's all other areas, like I think closer to Newark and all that. Yeah, I got an email from Rich in New Jersey. Uh, and Rich, if you're listening, we need to, to hear you say, I'm okay. Um, and he said there was, there was some really serious flooding up there. The houses in his area have been flooded out. He said it's it's on the news, yeah, because they, they have the National Guard helping people because streets are underwater. Yeah. It's like, whew. He said the rising river stopped, um, and this, this was, uh, as of this afternoon, it stopped about 50 yards from his house, so at that point he was safe anyway, but an awful lot of people in his immediate area were not. So, Rich, if you're listening, give us a call and let us know if you're okay. No, erase that. Let us know that you are okay. That's what happened with melting snow because temperatures went up to... 50s and 60s and back it's like cheap. yeah yeah well um, well thank you for calling in and talking with gloria wasn't she a neat lady oh she's something i don't think there's sadly i don't think there's too many old-time radio people left there's some of course but not enough there's not enough we got about about 70 on my list who did radio and i think that's pretty good but of the really big really, you know uh gloria's one of the one of the uh Favorite one, she can't wall down all those girl actresses. We, we still got a few of those around, which I'm pretty happy about. I was always wondering, because I was just in that show, they always said Dick Crenn. I said, I wonder if that's the famous actor that... That's him. That's, that's him. Jeez. That um, is him. He, he tried out for Henry Aldrich. Did he really? Yes, he did. You know, he would have made a good Henry Aldrich. And he did not get the part. Oh my goodness. Um, but you know, when I, it must have been when Ezra Stone went off to the war, uh, they had to find one. And they did. If you ever saw the movie, everybody, Pinocchio. Mm hmm. The little boy, the voice, Pinocchio, the little voice you hear. Mm hmm. That was the guy who got uh, Henry Aldrich during the war. Dickie Jones, who lives in Oregon now. So he beat out 
uh, Richard Crenna for Henry Aldrich. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Richard Crenna would have made a good Henry Aldrich. He certainly had the voice range. He had the yeah. inflections. He would have done a good job. Well, the part that he was best known before he ever got to Armit Brooks, he was Ookie Pringle, which was the boyfriend. Ookie, Ookie. Yes. Ookie um, Pringle. Um, with Judy? Yep. Uh-huh. That was Richard Crenna. Oogie, oogie. He was in that role, too. <laughs> My goodness, he was so versatile. And even though he was quite well an adult, he could still sound like a kid. Yeah. So that was that was in his good stead. So, Charles, I still owe you your CDs. They're all done, and they're in the envelope. Mm-hmm. They just haven't gotten to the mailbox yet. And for everybody else, I wound up kind of log jammed this week. So you've got, uh, if, if I owe you a CD, hang on, and uh, they'll, they're coming. Cross my little heart. What we need to do is find a little way to put on them. That way they can march to the post office. I think we're going to have to find water wings for some of them. <laughs> Anyhow, are you ready for a question, Charles? Of course, the, not the, before the question, the ones I was pertaining to that email I sent you was the ones I won two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know, you, so you're saying you didn't mail them out either? You didn't mail them out. There okay, were, no, no, no problem. No, no. There were a lot it, that. Maybe you told me you mailed them out. That's what I was wondering. No, I said they were going to go out the next day, and I lied. They didn't no, go. No, out. no problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're forgiven. I was just. Oh, okay, thank you. That's you, you, all I needed. You know, P- Patricia only just a passive, so even her whole complex once a week. So she had to be wise when she when she gets her little. I have to make a list. Uh huh. Worth my while. Uh huh. Yeah. But she don't know me because when she said they're in the mail, so I'm I'm keep looking. You're sitting you're sitting there by the post office. Yeah. You, you would have been hard. You have been broken hard back in the old time radio days, Charles. When you got one of those decoder badges, you would have taken six to eight weeks for them to show up. Oh, God. It would have been rained on. I know. Sitting out there, you would have had little green sprouts coming out of you. Well, I ordered a, wire, a set of wireless headphones for the TV, because I can lay in bed with headphones without the wires. Uh-huh. And this was two weeks ago, and it's coming from New Jersey, and they're saying... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, I called because I'm, you know, okay, so... so I walk so, over and get it. <laughs> yeah, it says two to six weeks, and I'm saying... And I called the other day twice, uh, twice in one week. Oh, it's not uploaded in our system yet. And I'm saying, what the heck? Why they say six weeks? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Jersey. Now on every time I say, oh goody, you want a CD, and I can send you some shows. I'm going to say, for um, processing, it takes four to six weeks. Yeah, actually, I probably made it overseas in Hong Kong and waiting for them to come back. Yeah. No joke. Yeah, probably. You never no know. No joke. You never this know. is correct. Yeah. Okay. Here's. The, are you ready for a question, Charles? Sure. And then you can go shopping in the radio store again. Oh. On the radio store. Ah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. Right. <laughs> 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 Who was Red Rider's young Indian companion? Oh God! You asked me one I don't know. Oh, Charles, I have to find another one? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let me mark that one as being tossed out for and up for grabs. Okay, let's see. Boy, 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 boy. I've got some really hard ones. Uh, some really hard ones. 
I'm not going to give you some really hard ones. We've got, I'm, I'm looking, I've got a whole, whole list. What was Rich Snodgrass' first name, Charles? <laughs> Oh, you said I heard that before. I know. I, I, I did, too. I heard that, too, for the first time myself. Uh, Everything on the Internet is true, and I was going to give you that tonight, Walden. And well, like, well, you know what? I, I think you should, because I think I know the answer. What? I think I know the answer. Um, <laughs> now, 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 <laughs> control yourself. Control yourself. Well, I thought it was only fair that I not give it to you because I couldn't verify it anywhere. I've only found it in one place, and it might indeed be correct, but I don't know that for sure. Okay. What was it, what was the, well, see, see how bad I forget you just said, what was his name in the show, Walden? Yeah. <clears throat> According to the internet, which is always true. Yeah, Stretch Snodgrass. First name was Fabian. That's right, yeah. But it says who, on the internet. Who later became a senior in the 60s, you know. That's why they knew yeah, yeah, that's why nobody noticed. Okay, what gets rid of dirt and grime and grease? God. In just a minute. Oh, boy. Water? It's tonight. Oh, Charles, water? I'm... Water? Look in your brain. Is it water? <laughs> water? Water? New clothes? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, it's oh. not W-A-T-E-R. <laughs> it's rid of grease and grime. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's in just a manhead. Oh, boy. I don't oh. know. Oh, boy. Okay. It's Who's late. Choo-choo Charlie. Hmm? Choo-choo Charlie. Who's Choo-choo Charlie? What the? What are these questions coming from tonight? He was a running back that played in the pro football league. No, no. Choo-choo Charlie. I never heard of that either. He shakes a box. <laughs> this is this is a television ad. Oh, it should be, and it's it. I know it's within your time frame, so I'm not I'm not being mean here. <laughs> choo choo Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. He's advertising a product. What is the product? Choo choo Charlie. <laughs> and I wouldn't know that one either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but as soon as you hear it. Oh, yeah, that's probably all of them tonight, yes, as soon as I hear it. Oh, yeah. You hear it, it, it you go, oh, oh, I knew that. Okay, which products were shot from guns? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to give you a CD in one minute. <laughs> you know, just for being a good sport. <laughs> okay, okay, I have one. Well, she didn't lie. The questions are hard. I know. I know they are hard. Who played Harriet Conklin and Armish Brooks? Oh, Gloria. Oh, God. McLaughlin? Oh, that's not right. Gloria, the one that was the woman that was on before. Yes. Gloria. Credit? Well, I don't know. What, we, can, we, we can credit up to the audience and see if they think Charles deserves a CD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to poll the callers, Charles. In oh. case, just in case they say you can have a CD, what shows would you like on it? Well, of course, our Miss Brooks. Our Miss Brooks, really? And I love all the callers. Ralph, he's a great guy. Oh, isn't he? Now, no kissing up now, because... <laughs> 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 you, I can hear him on the other end here. He said, mm, she caught me. <laughs> what a 
great guy Ralph is, and and we're going to have a poll tonight to see if uh, Charles from New Jersey gets a CD or not. Uh-huh. So I guess I have to stay up till you're yes. off the air. Yes. If I fall, yeah. if well, I fall well, asleep, then I'll be bugging Trisha. Did you ever mail that off? I know. <laughs> Charles, I send Walden to his room every once in a while. I can send you two. <laughs> I, I was sent to the room that one time when Florida was cold. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to sit here, and we're going to wait for people to call in, and we're going to ask each one of them, does Charles deserve a CD for getting half a name right? So, so give us a call later. Lori McLaughlin. Well, you're close. Two-thirds of her name. Oh. Well, let the audience decide. <laughs> These are your friends out there, Charles. Yes. They'll take care of you. Yes. Yes. Give us a call later. I'll let you know what the polling is. <laughs> okay? Bye. Don't forget me, my friend Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tony, too. Don't yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. You've had it. Yeah. You've had it. Don't, don't throw me under the bus. Yeah. No. Won't no. find out. We're going we're gonna to wait for a taxi. We're going to wait. Up, up here, I might as well wait for a boat. I know. <laughs> That's right. We'll throw you under the boat. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Charles. with us later, Charles. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 Well, the child deserves a, a CD for half of Gloria McMillan's name. 714 the, the voting. This is going to be a red hot night. I can get the tell. voting lines are the, open. The, uh, the child deserves a CD call, yes or no? You talking to me? Yep, I'm talking to you. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Winning. Charles deserves, this is Delaney, Charles deserves a CD. Oh, he'll love you. Lots of CDs just for en enduring your torture of it. <laughs> All right, so that's one vote. Delaney votes yes for Charles. So you have one <laughs> friend out there, Charles. There's one. <laughs> no, 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 questions for <laughs> 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 give Charles Delana's CD. Right, well, I uh, know. Delana says yes. Okay, okay. I'm keeping score here. Okay. Delana, I vote. Okay, that's how you vote. Well, how are you doing, Delana? Oh, I'm fine. Good. <laughs> I'm just still here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, never mind, I'm going crazy. That's okay. Hey, join the We're family. Going crazy. Join the family, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fine. Yeah, good. That's good. It sounds like you're trying to convince yourself that you're fine <laughs> every day. <laughs> Charles will be very happy. He's got one vote. No. Walden makes me happy just, I mean, Aww. when I hear his voice. It's just, I love Walden so much. I tell you what, he's, he has really been an inspiration to me. He's a happy feet kid. Yeah, he is. Happy feet, happy body, he's just happy. He's just a happy He has a... But that doesn't mean he can't get sent to his room occasionally. <laughs> oh, I don't think Walden ever does anything bad. Mm, stick with me, kid. I'll fill you in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you are doing well? I'm doing fine. Good. Could you play the CDs that I sent? No, I don't have a, I don't have a CD player yet. Uh, my, my youngest son bought me one for Christmas. Now, these are just regular CDs, right? No, these are CDs that you have to play on the computer. Oh, yeah. Well, I have to get If you get a brand new CD player, they will probably play on that, but I can't guarantee it. Oh, okay. Well, either way, either way I don't have one yet. But I, I was going to say my youngest son uh, bought me a, um, a CD tape player uh -huh. uh, uh, for Christmas and opened it up, and it, it doesn't work at all. 
dear. It was a refurbished thing or something from Best Buy. I don't know. But then I thought, well, I'll use the battery. So I put the battery in. It doesn't work. It doesn't come on. It's just it's total limit. So I haven't taken it to uh, Best Buy to exchange it yet. Uh, well, I hope it comes out okay. Yeah, I do too. Do you have a favorite comedy? My favorite comedy? Yeah, what's the favorite show, favorite funny show you like to listen to? Uh, I like Amos and Andy and, uh, uh, what else, Walden? Because when I'm on the air, I can't think. Walden knows what I like. Amos uh, and Andy is good. That's yeah, a good show. She choice. likes Amos and Andy. She likes Amish books. Yeah. She, those two of her favorites. Yeah, Amos and Andy. You like Amos and Andy, okay? Because I don't deserve a, I don't deserve a, a prize or anything. Well, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't. Uh oh, you got trivia to come on. Like, don't no. worry, don't worry. You, you're gonna trivia yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too humiliating. <laughs> See, well, the theme tonight is comedy shows. I'm asking everybody what their favorite comedy show is. What's the one they like to listen to the most? And then I want to know which one you think was best produced. Which is the best show? Not necessarily the one you like most, but the best show that was ever done. What do you think? Oh gosh, that's a hard question. Well, that's a well, well, usually when I ask something, I have to think for a while, and just you know, and then I come up with a, a, usually a really good answer. Uh, of course, Hummus Brooks was done very well. Ah. Uh, uh, I thought Burns and Allen was was produced very well. Ah, interesting. That's a good. I think it was good nomination. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, and and also the Great Gildersleeve was probably, I'm sure he's in the top five. Or, um, if Walden if Walden's voting, yes, it is. Yeah, I agree. Probably. You know what I mean? You know what I think a secret of the comedy shows were? And I what? Think, I think you could recognize the different characters. All the voices were different, so you, mm -hmm. you could know who was talking. Red Skelton. Yep. Very good. Genius. Uh, love it ever, but I don't think it was the best produced. But you liked the show. Yeah, I like it. It's uh -huh. one of the funniest. I agree with you. I really enjoy listening to Lum and Abner, but it's, I, it's not necessarily the best produced. Yeah, it was. It, it just in, in the sense that it, it didn't it didn't go overboard with um, yeah sound effects, and it, it was just kind of down home folksy, and it, there, there wasn't an awful lot of intricacies. It was a very simple show. Yes, uh-huh. It's part of its charm, and I agree, it's part of its charm and, and makes it so listenable. True, that's true. Um, but, uh, I don't know, best produced, probably Great Gildersleeve. Uh, right now, I can't think of my very favorite. I don't think my very favorite was, was uh, Alan Miss Brooks. Um, well, what now? Here's an, uh, now, do, Patricia. One of the one of your favorite all-time shows is "You Bet Your Life." Would you classify yeah. that as a I, comedy? I was saying that, but she said comedy. Uh -huh. well, well, you know, it's it's. I've got that in my quiz show file, mm -hmm. but it sits on the fence. Yeah, I, I would call it a comedic quiz show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. I, I I think it was just well, it was Groucho Marx's show. I mean, it's just Groucho Marx. I mean. I was talking to Walter, and I, what was it, about a month ago, Walter uh -huh. said what we were talking about. I said, he, I think, was the wittiest genius there ever was. I mean, he, he, he passed. He was fast on the repartee. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The repartee, it was just, it, you know, and, and of course, Jack Benny. Yeah. I love Jack Benny. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say a favorite. It really is. Well, now.
of the comedy shows you heard on the radio, do you like, do any of them work well on TV for you? Jack Benny. Jack Benny did, uh-huh. Yeah, it did. Groucho Marx did. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't seen Red Skelton much on TV in years. Right. Uh, I always, I enjoy, he's, he, to me, was more fun visually. Yes. Uh, than on radio, but, uh, I mean, he's he was oh. genius. It was, you know, he was genius in all ways. Well, he was known for his pantomime and different oh, things. Oh, yeah, and the different characters. He yeah. Mean Widow Kid. The Mean Widow Kid, yeah. Oh, I, I just love Vera Felton, you know, yeah. with his mother. Isn't that who was his mother? Yes, uh, grandmother. Oh, grandmother. Grandmother. Lorene Tuttle was his mother on radio. Right, yes, you're right, yes, right. Yeah. But, but, uh, you should have a kid like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should have to raise him in a cage. Good Lord. One of my favorite scenes of, of, oh. of Junior is when they do the Christmas show. And he's walking to the theater, and he doesn't want to be the he doesn't want to be in the play, and he takes his head and bangs it on the sidewalk, and his mother says, uh, yeah. "Don't hurt the sidewalk! Don't hurt the sidewalk!" You know, he he thinks. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> forgot about that line. <laughs> junior, don't hurt the sidewalk! Bam, 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 bam. The junior recreation at the last convention, mm-hmm. and his character. Was, wanted to be a junior police officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had to go through a regular program, and a police officer showed up, and he had run in the house. A police officer showed up, he ran in the house, and his grandmother brought the police officer in the house to talk to Junior about being a junior policeman. Mm-hmm. And Junior thought he was going to be arrested. <laughs> his grandmother goes around looking for him, and she finds him behind the couch, and she says, oh, here he is, officer. And Junior says, stool pigeon. <laughs> and any time I hear that line, stool pigeon, from this little kid, I just lose it. If I'm, sitting, I'm out in the kitchen doing dishes, and I think about that, and I start to laugh out loud. <laughs> I, I love it, Skelton. I, uh, gee. I love old time radio. Well, we've got a I love all of it. Yeah, we've got a good collection to um, to talk about then. Okay, so we've got Armas Brooks, Gildersleeve, Burns and Allen, Red Skelton, and Jack Benny. Right. So other people are going to have to add to the really well produced list. So I agree with you. Those those are good choices. Really good choices. Okay, now now you can earn a CD. Well, no. Oh, you can earn a CD. <laughs> but you have to answer a question. All right, I'll try. All right, I'm going to go through the ones I just gave to Charles and see if you can come up with Oh, no. <laughs> what gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute? You know, the, the tune is very familiar, but, and I, 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 Mr. Clean is what I could think of. That's exactly it. All right. I thought it wasn't invented back then, so I thought it couldn't be that, you know. Um. Was it a sponsor of uh, radio? I don't think so. I don't know, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I thought, Miss Me, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Yeah, we, um, unfortunately, going to try to get the uh, guy who's seen that commercial on the show. He and I have been talking about Don Cherry, who was a famous senior slash golfer. That's what he, that's this commercial that he sang. Oh. Yeah. Let him hear me. Oh, well, well oh, I, I, I love hearing you any, any day of the week, Patricia, so. You know. I get rid of dirt and grime. And grease in just a minute. That's bad. <laughs> oh, you have a good voice. Really do. <laughs> Please don't tell him. <laughs> no, you do. I was thinking when you were when you were singing it when Charles was on. 
That's right. I agree. Elena. We're going to work on her. Or Patricia. We're going to work on her uh, singing ability when she goes on stage. What? Going on stage? Yeah. I, I think, well, I, well we're, we're starting a new career. We are? Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. You're going to be your agent? Uh-huh. I'm working on a deal. Patricia? Yep. She, somebody mentioned it to her? No. Uh, no. Boy. No, they, they, she, I, figured, I figured she's only interested when the money comes around. Boy, when, if, if we had, uh, uh, Walden yeah. as an agent, you're going to make it. That's right. <laughs> when you two get yeah, I hope so. He goes, that's right. Yeah. When you two get finished sorting out my career, just let me know where I have to be and when, okay? I agree. I have Although to. We'll have it sorted out in an itinerary and yeah, sure. sell it by tomorrow morning. Yeah. We're going to be on Broadway before you know it, Patricia. Uh, <laughs> Selena. Yes. This means I can send you some radio shows. What would you mean? Woo-wee! <laughs> just whatever. You pick it. Because you know, you know what, what we talked about. They just so whatever you send will be deeply appreciated. Well, I do have um, Mum and Abner. Okay. So I'm, I'm sorry, Amos and Andy. You said you like. You love Amos and Andy. I like any of it. And you bet your life. Well, I can just. Love you bet your life. Yeah. I can just pick you. I I sent you a whole bunch of you bet your life and. Um, Good. So when she gets her yeah. system up, she'll have those. Well, how about Amos and Andy? Right. I, I will say, send anything next to Delana's name. Okay. Food. Send food. Send food. Send <laughs> <laughs> money. Yeah. Send food. <laughs> Receiving end. I would. Car. I would. My God, that's why I'm going crazy and I have a car. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it will. It's, oh, we won't get into that. Walton knows. Yeah. But, uh, man. Well, okay. Well, I will pick out some shows. I will send them to you, and they will make you smile because they will yeah. be shows that I like. I, I'm just, I'm just uh, overjoyed. <laughs> I'm really, I'm yeah. happy to send them. I'll send yeah. them out. Every time I get, I go, <laughs> mm. I hold it and look around and go, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. This yeah. is mine. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Get away. Get away. Get away. It's mine. It's <laughs> so I will send it out. And um, thank you for the vote for Charles. And I know Charles will thank you as well. Yes, your pardon. Charles is now part of your fan club. That's, oh, that's fair. one down. You've, you've got a new fan yeah. in Charles, and so, and I'll get some of out to you. Okay, I'll talk to y'all later. All right, hey, Delana, thank you. Bye. Bye. Same here. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, Charles got one vote. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Now we need a call. Who's gonna call? Who? Does Charles have any more friends out there? The voting line is open. Yes. Should Charles get a CD for answering a question? Fifty percent. Yes. Well, I'll give him 60% because he got the Mick part. Mick. He got Gloria. Uh, Another vote, Charles. Hello, Bill. You're on the air. Did Charles get us a CD, yes or no? Hello, Walden. Hello, Jim. Did Charles get us a CD, yes or Certainly, no? Certainly, uh, my vote is a definite yes. Oh, too. <laughs> okay, Charles, are you listening? <laughs> well, you know, to quote, to quote an old song from the Broadway musical by Roger and Hammerstein, I can't say no. <laughs> well, okay, I'll accept that. Because after all, he was so close. I mean, you know, <laughs> much of a technicality to say no. I mean, <laughs> he was over the fifty percent mark. You're right. I would say more like ninety-eight percent. Oh, wait. And <laughs> you, buddy, he certainly deserves it. All right, y'all. Two, right, two, two. Oh, a friend in you. And two, oh. Jim, I've got an envelope now. I, I keep telling people, you know, your, your CDs are coming, your CDs are coming. I put your envelope in the mailbox but didn't put any stamps on it, so I got it back, and it hasn't gone back out yet. 
Well, take your time. I, I, I've, been, I've been spending my time listening to a lot of things. And by the way, I'm really enjoying the college bowls. Oh, good. That is a fun thing to listen to. And that, that might be a good show, Walden, for you to play some Friday or Saturday. Just for, you know, you've been doing information, please. That's true. You might enjoy those college bowls. I remember listening to the reruns in the 80s over KMPC on Sunday morning. So CBS revived it, and Art Fleming hosted it. Ah, and it was a very well, you know, and, and those questions, you know, they, uh, they're very intelligent questions. Yep. I'm just amazed at how these kids uh, do so well on it. I know, and these are, these are just, I, I say just, they're not just mainstream, but these are college kids. These are not the, the brilliant kids who got pulled together for the quiz kids. Right. These are college students, and they came down, and obviously they're among the best in, in the school. But it just, I'm with you, it just blows me away that these kids knew so much. And Alan Ludden was such a perfect host for that. Yeah, yeah, it was a good show. So. It really was. Uh, I have an answer to your question about Choo Choo Charlie. Oh, I knew I could depend on you. Who was Choo Choo Charlie? He was the spokesperson for Good and Plenty Candy Bars. Good and Plenty Candy. And he always said, love my good and plenty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It was sung to the tune of Casey Jones. Yeah, Charlie said. Charlie, that's right. Charlie yeah. says, "Love my good and plenty." Uh -huh. Good and plenty is licorice coated with candy. Right, and it was always you always to get you always got it at movie theaters, as I recall. Oh sure, and then um, the kids could make pains out of themselves, I guess, because Choo Choo Charlie used to shake the box and it would rattle. Yeah. Something like that. Well, my memory I, of the movie theaters, though, the candy I remember most from movie theaters, aside from popcorn, was milk duds. Milk duds. I also remember uh, the fruit. What, what, what oh, the one? Was it Charms, yeah. maybe? Or? Something like that. Oh the, oh, the Charms candy? Well, I'm thinking of the, the one that they taste like fruit. What the, it was sugar, Fruit sugar, chewies? Sugar-coated sugar but the fruit centers inside those things. Well, I remember M&M's had something called fruit chewies. They were like, they were wrapped like caramels, only they were fruit. Chuckles, chuckles, chuckles. That's it. Oh, chuckles, yeah. yes. And I have a friend who lived in Danville, Illinois, and Danville is where chuckles were made. It's kind of a, dr a gumdrop type of mm -hmm. candy. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. It's a dumb name. And, of course, I, another candy that I remember from the Midwest, I don't know if you can get it in Florida or here, but my brother sends them to me occasionally from Illinois, and those are the bun candy bar. It's kind of a peanut, chocolate, uh, and, of course, I've heard old tapes of uh, intermission promos for movie theaters where they promoted all of the brands made by Hollywood, Milkshake, Butternut, Payday, which they still make. Yep. And Big Time, I think Smooth Sailing, but I remember the Butternut and the Milkshake were two very popular candy bars you could get from by, made by Hollywood. Cool. Good candies. Uh, we're talking about comedies that were well-produced. Well, that was my next question, yes. Comedy, well... Say, well, there, there are two that I would give a real good credit. One would have to be the Halls of Ivy. Okay. Well-written, well-performed, a very intelligent comedy. Uh, certainly, you know, it's, and of course, Don Quinn wrote many of, created it and co-wrote many of the scripts, and it was a, he, Ronald Coleman gave such a good performance as the president of the college. Mm, I agree. And the stories could be very intelligent, too. Mm -hmm. They dealt with all kinds of serious issues, too, sometimes. And Gloria did it twice at the 
T- uh, but it's a great series. I love this series, and and Benita Coleman was good too. Oh, uh, you could t- now, like, you could tell those two, two those two people were truly in love. Yes, you, know, you could. It, the Colemans had it like the, like the Jordans. You could tell that couple, both those couple were, were in love. You know, you, you could sense that. At least I could. And it was a and it was a kind of thing, you know, where it, it, I would call it a thinking man's comedy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't slapstick or, or, you know, jokes so much. It was good humor as opposed to comedy, I think. Comedy gives me, um, I, I think of things like Super McGee and Molly and um, Amos and Andy and, oh. Gildersleeve, of course. And uh, Henry Aldridge. But House of Ivy is different. It's a sophisticated humor. Not everybody does. Mm-hmm. I think you have to somewhat know something about radio and what they're parroting. I mean, when they do their parodies of Mr. King or One Feller's Family or Mr. Trace or Jack Headstrong, the All-American American, or Ed Spectenberger, Interstellar Officers Candidate, and all those radio shows, if you don't know the radio shows they're parroting, it might get lost on you. That is an excellent point. I... I And I should have, it should have just jumped up in my face. We have instant recognition for some of the goofiest things that they're talking about, but nobody else would. I'm trying to think of the, I'm just trying to think of the gentleman who just resigned from uh, MSN TV. He was ESPN, the the, uh, newscasters, uh, news commentator. Uh, I can't think of who Um, you mean. Uh, MSN is my favorite station. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of his name. Oh, the guy who replaced Larry King? No, no, no. Um, he he is a gigantic fan of Bob and Ray because he showed up and was one of the hosts of the Bob and Ray, one of the guests on the Bob and Ray panel there last year at FOTR. Oh. Oh, I can't think of who you mean. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, I'll think of it later probably. But they they could just and you know what amazes me is they 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 just they just hit it off. It, it was it was kind of a happy accident when they started working together in Boston, and it just worked out so well. And you just they just made the perfect team, and they could practically read each other's minds. It just it basically could, and that well. made it perfect. They could play off each other and just pick up and and run. No rehearsal, no script, no nothing. They just did it because they. They synced with each other. They were just in perfect sync. I think it made one thing Jack Benny funny was more. It was more the timing, his timing, the way he, the way. I mean, he said once he was. I mean, he didn't see why so many people laughed at the way he said, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't know. He said to me, "It wasn't that." He said to him, "It wasn't that funny," but to everybody else, it was the way he'd go, "Hmm." Yeah. Yeah. And and also his, of course, his supporting players. My favorite Jack Benny bit wasn't on his show at all, but it was on a suspense episode where he's, it's called uh, Murder in G-flat. He's suspected of murder, and he's cleared of the murder, and the police release him and said, you can go home now, and he says, you mind if I call my my family, and, and, and the policeman says, there's a phone booth in the hall, and Jack Benny goes, pay phone? Yes, and he goes, 
Hmm. On the other hand, I'll just walk home. So it, was this a serious show that had yes. a little bit of comedy in it, or was it... It was a suspense episode. This episode was a comedy. Well, it was a serious story, but Jack Benny was suspected of murder. Oh, okay. And he play, and he, but they put that money bit in at the end, you know, where, where the whole object of him having to pay to make a phone call. Right. I, I didn't ask that question correctly. I, I, what I was trying to ask and didn't do it well was that... Yeah, oh, yes. I mean, and the way he said pay phone? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But it was a serious show with a comedic ending. Yes. Okay, yes. I got it. Yeah. And he and he did several like that on suspense. He did a, you know one he one he played a Martian that was kind of funny <laughs> called Plan X. And he did, and of course uh, uh, and to me Fred Allen was funny just because of although you, for Fred Allen you have to be familiar with the history because his show is very topical. You know when he talks about meat shortages and you have to be familiar with the era in which he. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of topical items in there. He sends me on my homework searches. When I listen to a show, I go out and I look and say, okay, what was he talking about this time? So it, it, it's an almost, you, you almost had to be there to enjoy a lot of Fred Allen's humor. I never could get in, and again, this is meant as no disrespect for anybody that likes these shows, because you know, we all have different opinions about shows we like. I could never get into Duffy's Tavern that much, but a lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just—I guess you just have to have either been there or appreciate. Well, you know who's a big, a big fan of of uh, Duffy Tavern who's writing a book on it. Oh, really? Martin Grams. Oh, he—he's a big fan of it. Yes. Well, he—you know—he can, and if anyone can tell the story, he can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it, I it, guess it's just from the few episodes I've heard. Yeah. I guess it depends on what episode you hear, I suppose, is part of it, too, I suppose. So that's going to be his next new book coming out. The, it, well, I listen to Duffy's Tavern occasionally. I'll, I listened to two or three uh, last week, and then I'm finished now for another couple of months. But I'll go back and listen to another one. It, it is not uh, a top-of-the-list show for me to listen to either. The, uh, and, and I guess and I guess another one, another one I liked were um, of course I like Gildersleeve. By the way, I was going to ask you, being a big Fibber McGee fan, I was thinking about the two theme songs that opened the show for the various eras of the program. Did you enjoy the first theme that was used from the '30s up to '41, or did you like the second theme used in the later shows? I like the second theme, and I have the names of both of them. If you can hold on just a second, it'll come up. Okay. I think I have. I think I have. I think I have. Trivia, Master List, Wings. That's probably it. Totally different. In order to earn his wings. No wings there. One is, uh, one has the word wing on it. Yeah. Rather. And that was the second one that Billy Mills wrote. Right. So let's see what we've got coming up here. Um... <sighs> Oh, I know. Keith Olbermann, who I would think he, yeah, uh, he grew up being a gigantic Bob and Ray fan. Oh, Keith, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he would do FOTR to talk about it. Oh, oh, the guy who just got tanked. Right. Oh. Oh, right. a big Bob and Ray fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. now I know who you mean. Yeah, that's what I had to yeah. 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 So, look, everyone's getting tanked these days in the radio and TV business. <laughs> Either executive or programmers. Or you know what? Uh, Patricia and I are safe. 
Yes, well, yes, we, USA. Yeah, we're safe we're, because, you know, we earn such big bucks. If if they decide to cut our pay in half, we'd still be happy because they wouldn't be about well, the same. Well, the thing is, there's nothing to cut. There's nothing to cut. You don't have to worry. It's hard to get fired from a show you don't have, you know? But, you got, but of course, the, the atmosphere is so much more congenial on Yesterday USA than it is these other places because we all generally like the same things and there's no controversy. Yeah. Yeah, well, the only controversy have we have is... I rarely lost... My, because um, I asked Walden about this one one night. Oh, wait a minute. John Dunning has it. I, I can uh, dig it out of John Dunning. In the meantime, you've got to choose a show, and I do have a bunch of Bob and Ray, if that's something that... That's good. Either Bob and Ray or how are you on collecting commercials? Oh, I've got a whole bunch of commercials. I think the commercials might be fun. Okay. The radio, uh, and some of them are, are I think, sound for television commercials. Let me see what I've got here. Doo, dee, doo, doo. Don't go away. Okay. Well, you can go away. I'll still tell you. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, have, under history, we have UVW history. Radio history. Where do we have vintage radio commercials? There we go. Vintage radio commercials. Um... It looks like all of them are radio commercials. Oh. Now, I, I have what is euphemistically known, and I'll, I'll blow my Pollyanna image here. I have a poop load of them. Okay. <laughs> I, will give you, I will give you radio commercials. Okay, that sounds like fun. Okay, and they are fun. Some of them are really good to listen to. Well, I always enjoyed them, and uh, especially, you know, some of those jingles just stick in your head. Uh, but you like the second theme better on Fibber. Uh-huh. I'll have it for you in just a second. What's your favorite jingle of all time, Jim? We were oh, talking about that last week, and you didn't get a chance to call us, Jim. Give us some of your favorite uh, Let me see. One of them I liked was um, on the, because on the, uh, I remember from my childhood, on those Gunsmoke episodes, when you hear, Stop! Start smoking with a smile with Chesterfield. Smoother, cooler, milder Chesterfield. Give a smile in your smoking, just give them a try. Light up a Chesterfield sound of the wood wood block. They satisfy. <laughs> that just sticks in my head somewhat uh -huh. for some reason. Uh -huh. I always like the Don'ts Pills ads because it would always start with some dramatic scene. Like the husband and his wife would be ta they'd be talking and he says, You getting you getting all ready for the big church supper tomorrow night? And she says, I'm doing the best I can with the headache, and, and I'm getting the chicken pies ready, but with the headache and nagging backache, I have, I don't feel like, I don't even feel like cooking crumbs. Well, well, well you better do something to get relief. And she'd go, but how? I tried Owns Pills. And then the announcer goes, good advice. <laughs> that just, the way they would always do these dramatic diatribes about, uh -huh. it just was funny to me. Are you ready? Because first of all, I don't know that many people that talk about their nagging backaches. <laughs> I don't know anybody who has a nagging backache. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> but the, they usually don't say, gosh, I've got this nagging backache. Maybe yeah. they do. I've never heard anybody. Okay, are you ready for the themes? The first one was Save Your Sorrow for Tomorrow. Right. And then the second one was written by Billy Mills, and it was Wing to Wing, and it was composed after 1940. Right, because they're going to say we're two totally, to and who wrote the first one, does it say? I don't know. I wonder if Wing to Wing is out on a CD. I wonder if anybody ever did an instrumental of it and released it. How about you, Walter, of the two themes? Did oh, you have I'm a favorite of those? Yeah, I'm definitely a second person. I, I, 
That's what I grew up watching too back in the 70s. Well, it, 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 it's, um, it's pedestrian, the first one. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a commoner type. I don't know. This one is a little more sophisticated. Uh, uh, Wing to Wing is a little more sophisticated. Of course, the older slave changed themes. You know, if you listen to those early shows, yeah, it's a totally different theme than the theme used in the later years. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I always, and, and one of my friends who's a big Gildersleeve fan feels the shows weren't as good in the early years, and it got better as it evolved. Gildersleeve. 1944 is when I think it hit. It started quick. It took it took the third season, in my opinion, before it really clicked. That's why when people want to give up, I said, well, make sure you start in 44. That's just, that's, that's just my humble opinion. Well, I have to agree. Renegade in this, and I think it picked up speed and really gained some quality when Willard Waterman took the role. Really? Okay. Well, he definitely bought a, a, a uh, well, you, you know what? It worked. That's why it stayed on for another eight more years. Well, I still find it uncanny, almost, how similar they sounded. Well, if you think about it, oh, if you think about it, that show had been so well written, it survived number of cast changes. It didn't kill the show. From the two weeks being changed from three different libraries to, uh, you know, Birdie pretty much being there, occasionally her sister, uh, Mira Randolph, was in it. But, oh. You know, but for a show to have a major character change and some of the major pieces change, it's still it's still connected. It's still yeah. quick. Well, the, the character didn't actually change. The performers changed. Right. Right. Um, but what did there there was a character change in Marjorie when they let her grow up and get married and have babies. Um, I I think it damaged the. But if you think about it, it was an interesting comment. When Lorraine Tuttle played it, Marjorie was uh, in her 20s. Mm-hmm. When Louise Harrison, they brought it back to a young teenager. And then when Mary Lee Robb, they brought it back to college to a young womanhood. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how they moved that character uh, back and That was forth. the only one who actually went through an evolution. Yes. Leroy stayed the same. Piggy stayed the same. Gildersleeve stayed the same, although there were... Stayed the same, all of them. Everybody was the same. The judge was the same. Floyd the barber was the same. But Marjorie was the one who broke the mold. Yeah. And they moved her into various roles. And I think it really disturbed the, the, um, the mood and the character of the show. I guess another thing you have to think about, too, is that they, uh, they were able to um, keep that momentum going, be- in, in, too, because uh, it had Leroy grown up, it would have been, because of Walter Tetley being able to play a child's voice, that might have been a challenge if had Leroy. I don't know if that was the reason they kept Leroy well, a young teenager. But, but you think about it, Leroy did grow up a little bit. From where he was in 1941, compared to where he was in the early 50s. He, fi- he finally started dating. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes, in that respect, he did. And I hadn't really taken that into enough consideration. Ready. What did you think of how, of, of, uh, how Perry's spinoff, our uh, follow-up series, Honest Herald? Some people loved it, some people hated it. It was dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> Can you spell dreadful, boys and girls? It is not bad. How old? 
I gather that wasn't one of your favorite comments. No, it isn't. I love the Christmas. I love the Christmas show, though. Yeah. I think the Christmas show is one of the better ones of that series. On Honest Harold? Yeah. 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 Tell me what the Christmas show was. It's the one where the criminal uh, that they found. Well, it's basically they they had a contest who's going to be Santa Claus. And they were busy raising money, you know, toys for the community. And wound up being how Perry character was going to be the guy who's going to get to play Santa Claus. Okay. Well, he ran into a, a guy who's, who was a long-term t- criminal. And his only dream was to be Santa Claus. And he gave up the role to let him to be Santa Claus. And the rest of the show, how Perry worries about him, because uh, the guy... He was just—he didn't know what to do. He had a toy, so he decided to—he decided to go back to the bank and break into the bank to put the toys in the safe, figuring out the safest place to be. Different little routines, which I think was uh, uh, totally adorable. What I kind of liked—I've only heard like one or two episodes, mm-hmm. and there, are, there aren't that many in circulation. It was only on one season. It was the one Ray Milan did about 1953, called "Meet Mr. McNutley." I thought that one was kind of funny. He was a college professor. Uh-huh. That was very good. Uh, I have a friend in Illinois, Ron, who's an avid collector. He cannot. St- he has about the same feeling for Meet Millie that I have for Bondi. <laughs> he cannot get into Meet Millie at all. Oh well. I don't know if you've ever heard Meet Millie, Patricia, or not. Can we lose you, Patricia? Are you there, Patricia? I think she might have hung up on herself. No, did you did you feel did how did you feel about Meet Millie? I apologize. I hit the mute button. <laughs> oh, you, you have you felt the same way my friend Ron feels about it. I'm I'm so technically competent here. I kept saying your friend has excellent taste. Yeah, he cannot stand Meet Millie. Yeah. A great taste. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so I guess I guess you know what's funny you know and what's fun, and of course. Uh, well, I have a better quick question. Better question for both of you. Okay. What's the most overrated old time radio show? Oh. Oh. Good deal. I'm going to say something that may be blasphemous to old time uh-oh, radio. Uh oh. Good, because I have one of them too. Well, I have three of three that stick out of and, and these aren't series, these are episodes of series. Oh. That I feel have been overrated. I always thought, and be prepared for this, I know it's wrong to say this, and, the, and I may be considered. Persona non grata in the old time radio community. Do you really want to do this, Tim? We'll, we'll send the hit team out. Okay. Well, I always thought Sorry Wrong Number was overrated. I like Agnes Moorhead. She's a good actress. And I know they did that show on suspense eight times. I, I can see that. I can see that argument. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and I thought oh, I thought if it weren't for the historical reaction, and I'm talking about as a drama itself, right. War of the Worlds was overrated. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, it was, a, it was it, the reason it's so well remembered is the historical reaction. I think the first 20 minutes of the show, first half of the show, it made it. Yeah, and, and people tuning in and thinking it was real. But as a drama itself, I'm talking about. Right. The other one that I thought was overrated was the Charlie McCarthy episode about the Adam and Eve skit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and I'm not doing basing that on whether it should or shouldn't have been done, but I didn't think the skit was that funny. Not only wasn't it funny... It wasn't bad. Yeah. I don't understand why she got kicked off for it. Well, I, that I don't understand. Well, um, I think I, just, I think, it, I think what talking about is a comedy skit itself. I think what killed her is all the little 
Hmm. And, and, and I know the the the, the May West delivery. Yeah. <laughs> well, John Brown was very good as a serpent, I thought. Would you agree with those three choices, Patricia? And of course, you add your own too. In a heartbeat. See, and I was thinking in terms of series as opposed to individual shows or episodes, but I think you're right on target with all three of them. And how about series, in your opinion? Well, um, I'd rather not say. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I wouldn't be able to come to work next week. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's a, and it's not Fibber McGee and Molly. I know that. That's your favorite, I think, right? Well, gee, you know... I guess. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be. It's, well, it's certainly way up on top of the list, but one week it will be my favorite, and the next week it might take second place beneath information, please. But it's always at the top, always at the top of the list. Actually, I think, and boy, this one's really going to get me in hot water, I think the Jack Benny show has been overrated. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, well, I think he's funny. I think he's funny. I think some things were funny. Certainly the Christmas shopping shows were classic. They were. But, it, but it, there comes a point where each year, uh, after so many years of, this, of the cheap jokes, you know, so many years, you know, when you think that show lasted 22 years, well, not uh, it, the format we know lasted about, not that we like, like, that most people like, lasted about eight or nine years huh? when Rocky took it over. Yeah, I think uh, the Rocky period uh, from... 44 to 54 was the one. I think the last season, there was a drop. Oh, the final season? Yeah. I, and I, I think that, uh, I think that uh, to me, you know, as, and as far as dramas go, I always like the realistic crime stories more than, say, The Shadow or The Green Hornet. But then again, that's just my, my preference. I mean, it's, other people feel totally different, and that's fine. I always like the real detectives that solve crimes rather than... Uh, ones with superhuman powers, but then again, that's just, I think, more in the realistic thinking, you know, than, than, than maybe I should, but that's just, that's just an opinion. But that's what you like. Yeah, but you do agree with me on those, on, on those individual episodes. I do. I do, I do. And we're, and we're just, we're not talking about bad shows, we're talking about overrated, right. where there's an awful lot of hoopla that I, we don't think is well earned. I mean, I, to me, I, I mean, what's well, true, she gave a good performance. Mm -hmm. The story just, to me, never really terrified me that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, a much better performance for Agnes Moorhead. Well, and, you know, I wonder if sort of the same thing that happened with the Jack Benny issue Money of the Life. There was, I, th I guess, a reporter that saw it and sort of gave a lot of publicity. And that's what happened for issue Money of the Life. You know, there was a reporter who wrote a story and the momentum... I think both shows took off. Well, I agree with Patricia that um, uh, as far as audience laughing, a much funnier thing was that thing you played a few weeks ago on The Breakfast Club where Brenda Lee admitted <laughs> did not like grape nuts. The response that God had your money and your life uh -huh. far out. Uh, it far out did your money or your life, in my opinion. Sure. I agree. I agree. The, the spontaneous um, events, I'll, I'll call it an event, the spontaneous events that happened in live radio were irreplaceable yep. in terms of humor and entertainment. Yep. I mean, I'm sure, Don McNeil, I'm sure Don McNeil that morning was totally unprepared for that response. Yeah, of for me, for me. She was going to say she had her grape nuts before she came to work. Yeah, for me and Patricia, it's, it's, it's squirrel. It's our, it's our, uh, it's our theme. 
What is our theme? Squirrel. Squirrel? Oh, squirrel, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Chipmunk. Chipmunk. Chick Chipmunk. Uh, That's how water go. But the audience, but the, the audience just went, and, and uh, I, I think if you no, played a tape of both of those segments, both The Money in Your Life and that Breakfast Club, I, I really believe you get a longer response on that Breakfast Club. And, and we did. A couple of times, I've, excuse me, I've said to Walden, when we have heard a particularly funny part or happening on a show, and the audience just goes crazy, that is far longer and far heartier than the money or your life routine with Jack Benny. It just wasn't that funny. <laughs> well, I think the, the thing that probably made it funny at the time was here Benny was facing a robber, and, and, they, and they had this image of a cheap person. And what would he actually say in a situation like that? Uh, and I think one other thing came into play, that they actually had Jack Benny standing in front of them. So he was able to play with them with facial expressions, body posture, that the radio audience didn't have advantage of, but the studio audience did. So they laughed harder than we could possibly have laughed. Well, I will admit the laughter was very intense on that famous Fred Allen show when, they, when, he ta when Jack Benny loses his pants. Well, yes! You know that was spontaneous. That was funny. And when they, when they lost the eagle in the, in the studio. Yes. They called the Fred Allen show where um, they, <laughs> they had the animal trainer come out with. What was the eagle's name? Uh, oh, gosh, I don't I forgot his name. But, uh, but it just, and, and you know what the thing was, of course, they, and I understand that when they did the West Coast repeat, he didn't, he didn't even appear with the Eagle. Oh, really? That night, that's what I've heard. Well, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. It really caused a, and I, I didn't mean this as a pun, but it sounds good. It caused a flap. Oh, yes. Well, not only, not only that, the, the, yeah, the Eagle was quite a mess on the carpets at the NBC yeah. studios. The Eagle actually chained to his wrist. Yeah, really? for, the, for the East Coast broadcast, yeah. Oh, they changed the script. Mr. Mr. Something. Yeah, I know the name if I heard it again, but it was, uh... I'm looking for the, uh, Breakfast Club, just, just for people. Okay, uh, that sounds like fun yeah. to hear again. So, give me a second, you guys. Okay, him in. and you know, he, uh, I'm sure Brenda Lee, you know, probably, uh, uh, just, you know, was just being her childish, with her childish honesty. His normal, spontaneous child, and, and he asked her a question, she gave him an answer. And that's, that was... <laughs> the, the overwhelming majority of the humor that it was spontaneous it was unexpected that's good humor well whenever those and of course the other one that caused a lot of laughs and I, I've, I've heard I don't know if there's a, a recording of it but friends have told me about it the scene on Art Link Letters House Party when Art is talking to one of the kids this little five year old and the five year old says he, he says your father's in the army and your father you say your father's in Korea and the kid says yes and Art just out of out of the blue says to the kid, "Do you sleep with your mother?" And the little boy says, "Yes, every night except Saturday when Uncle Charlie comes over to the house." <laughs> and, and, and of course, the child had no idea that what he was saying, the implications. You know, he was just being his honest child childhood self. Had no idea of the implications of what he was saying. Yeah, I just saw an interview with um, Art Linkletter, and he recounted one of the funnier things that he remembered. The little boy who, he asked him, what kind of animal would you like to be? 
And the kid said, an octopus. He said, an octopus? Why would you want to be an octopus? He said, because we have a lot of bad kids who pick on me, and I want to wrap my testicles around them. Oh, yes. And, you know, I mean, the little guy had no idea what he had said. He, he meant to say, of course, tentacles. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. And Art Linkletter said, I think you mean tentacles. He said, no, I don't. I mean testicles. So these are the kind of, and they were so innocent. That I, I can imagine. I can just imagine how that boy's mother, though, must have how her, in the audience, or if she was either listening at home or in the audience, how she must have just cringed. Yeah, yeah. When I said that. But it, you know, it, it's the same with the Brenda Lee bit. That it's so innocent, so honest, so upfront. This is what the kids feel and thought, and that's what made it fun. Well, that and, and you know, and today, of course, so few things are done live now. And even if they're live on radio, they have the six-second delay and all of that, mm-hmm. and it loses its. Today's radio has lost so much of its spontaneity. You know, the the uh, lost its magic. Yeah, and TV, of course, everything is pretty much taped, or or if there's news, it's 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 so scripted. There's no spontaneousness to it. Yeah. So. Well, Walden is hunting down, and... Um, well, it is always a pleasure. Yeah, commercial vintage ads, and I'm happy to send them out. I'm so glad you'd like them. Well, it, you know, it was, part, it was as much a part of radio history as, as the uh, program. Is there any other uh, series or thing that you think is overrated? Probably. Yeah. I'll think of it. Okay, it's not a major, you know, it's, but it's just... Uh, but you do agree with me on those three episodes anyway. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, then, Walden, it's always a pleasure. Me too, Jim. Thanks. I'll have a good evening. You have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 714 is our number. Give us a call. We have two votes for Charles if he can get a CD. So this is the neck and neck race. We're going to find out if he can get a CD. So no, for the... lines are open. Yes. Or it's... Charles is winning. It's a hard time. Does Charles get a CD? Yes or no, Carlos? That has been responded to already. Well, now, I know, Jeff, but you got to say yes or no. We, we, you got to say if he gets the CD or not. <laughs> who is this? It's my buddy, Jeff Gilbert. Oh, hi, Jeff. How are uh, you? Pat, you should know who it is by this. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> it's been a while. All you said was a couple of words. <laughs> All right, Jeff, yes or no? Well... Oh, boy. Charles, you don't have a friend yeah. in Jeff. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you and Kerry can vote. answered 60% of the question. Did he earn a CD? What did Kerry think? They want your opinion whether or not he deserves a CD. Charles. Yeah, give it to him. Kerry says give it to him. All right. Okay, three for three. Three for oh. three. All right, you're doing good. So how you doing, Jeff? You're not going to give them to him, Jeff? No, I was telling Carrie it's an even split. Yeah, or you're voting for your wife? Voting. No, she, she... She cast the Gilbert vote. I don't know. They're both listening. I think they should both have a vote. Yeah, Jeff, what's your vote? She has her own vote, yes. Okay, what about Jeff? I said... I said... 
Yes, is okay, the right Okay, okay, okay. So he's got four. four yeses. All right. Okay, four yeses. Charles, you got friends around the world. world. I don't know how many votes we have to have. So, Jeff, how are you? Doing fine. I haven't talked to you for a while. No, uh, I was going to ask you one tonight that uh, I couldn't remember the website that Walden had given uh, given me earlier to look up something, but I could answer another one you asked earlier. Oh, you can, all right. What do you got? Oh. Do, you remom- do you remember which one, or should I go through the list? I can remember it very easily. Okay. The one was you asked was what product was shot from guns. Yes, I did. Mm. And it was? It was Quaker puffed wheat is shot from guns. Quaker puffed wheat is shot from guns. You it are a winner. Shot from guns. What about the other products? We have Quaker puffed? Quaker puffed rice is shot from guns. Both of them are shot from guns. Now listen to the roar of the huge Quaker guns as they bring you Terry and the Pirates. Did it sponsor Terry and the Pirates? How cool. It, it sure did. That was the one with the theme song with the announcer point singing along with the banjo song. I never heard those episodes, Walton. I always heard the... Uh, I guess I'm going to have to go... Po- I guess I heard it the way I said it. I, I guess I'm going to go look for it. Now we've got, this is good, Jeff. Thank you very much. Walden is always giving me homework. So this is good that he has to do some homework tonight. <laughs> you have an, if you have another assignment, that's, that's fine. So before I forget, what kind of shows do you think you and Carrie would like? Well, one that uh, I heard years ago on KNX that really liked it. I asked Carrie earlier if we had had... Had you do it for us, and she didn't remember what uh, we want the run of the Scarlet Queen. Oh boy, do I have some Scarlet Queens! I would love to send them. Want the the if you have the the run the the series from the start to finish. Oh, start to finish, I will... Or as much of it as you have. Yeah, this is about only 38, 39 episodes, so... Yeah. You, you should, Patricia should have most of it. I, I believe I have all that are available, Jeff, and I'll make sure that you get them. Terrific. I think that's cool, too. Not, not everybody asks for the Scar- Scarlet Queen. I haven't sent that out too many times, and it is such a high-quality show. It's, it is a great show. Good choice. You get a gold star for a good choice. Maybe you can, maybe you can, you, you know, um, what I was going to ask you, quiz you on, you know, but I couldn't Uh (laughs) come up with the website to look it up first was. Oh, hooray. um, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm free for the night, right? I can, I can name the drink, but I can't. Couldn't tell you what I can name the series and the drink, but I can't tell you what episode it is. Oh, the first uh, time I ever heard of it, it, it's called a Singapore Sling. Right, Singapore Sling. That's a drink. 
And the first time I ever heard of it was on a Harry Lime episode. Uh-huh. That would be a Harry Lime? Dearly, I wouldn't know which episode it was. But that And I was going to try and... Walter gave me a, a website earlier, and I... For whatever reason, we couldn't uh, we couldn't pull it up. I don't know why. We must not have put it in correctly or something. Did he give you a website to find a question to stump me? Are you guys in collusion, Walden? No, not collusion. Patricia. Walden. Patricia. <laughs> Patricia. Yes, Walden. I don't think you. I don't think you're adorable. Well, you're lovable, too, but <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, Jeff wanted to stump you, and I said, well, the only way I know you're going to find that answer is through Dave Golden's website, Radio Gold Index. You really were in collusion. Well, he asked, and I'm not going to say you can't do that. Sneaky, sneaky guys. Radio <laughs> Gold Why? Okay, well, next time. Next time. Uh, that's the what I did wrong. I had the wrong word. So. Next time, Jeff. And I'll be prepared. Uh-huh. We'll just see about that. <laughs> you, you want to tell Patricia a Walden story? You have any Walden stories? You know, we know each other now for 35 years. Oh. You have a Walden story for her? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, Walden's story. Uh-huh. Well. See, nobody has a Walden story. See? Well, you're listening to say that. If, if he hangs up, would you tell me, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I would. I didn't say I would. Oh, got somebody playing coy here tonight. <laughs> I know you and Walden have been buddies for a last long time. time uh, last time I uh, phoned in on trivia, and I, I told enough story, enough school stories on him to had. You did. We spent half an hour on it at least. So. You did. I agree. You did. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get some Scarlet Queens out to you, and, um... Uh, wait a minute. Uh, you know, Jeff, can I help you tell a couple guide dog stories? Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you tell the time when you took your guide dog on the bus? No, boy. There's been a couple. Why? I know. Well, I want you to tell which the time when you, tell you took your guide dog on the bus. I'm trying to think which, uh, which one you're thinking of since I've had... Uh, well, I'm thinking of the time when you were sitting across from another guide dog. I've had... There's been a couple times when I've been across from guide dogs, so... Well, you remember the time when your two, your two dogs decided that they didn't like each other? Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, tell that story. Well, <laughs> I forget who, uh, who was on board first, mm -hmm. if... They were on board first, or I was, but the other dog got on, and uh, the two obviously didn't like each other, and so they tried to start a fight right there, 
in the middle of the aisle while the, the bus was still in motion. Wow. Boy, that's oh, yeah. scary, you know? Mm-hmm. What um, the... First... The one I like better is the first dog I had. And I was in training with, they used to took the dogs down to Westwood to for training and a year before I went into training one of the trainers had been thrown out of this 7-Eleven in Westwood you know mm-hmm. uh, if you can believe it I can believe anything it was a trainer training this guy dog and the guy was uh, Indian or a Asian, you know, he got, long story short, he got mad, threw, called the cops, and the cops threw her out of the store, if you can believe it. Yes, I can believe that. The cop got his butt busted. Well, okay. 7-Eleven. I, I will believe that, Jeff. Sent 7-Eleven a nice letter. So it's a year later, and I'm in training with my dog, and we reached the point in training where they start working you in pairs, and my partner that day needed cough drops. And so what, ha- what happened was that our trainer was the same one that had been thrown out a year earlier. She took us back to the same 7-Eleven. And... Uh, the same idiot still worked there, and he started in on started in on us, and he said, "No dogs." And she said, "These are guide dogs. No dogs. These are legally blind people. No dogs." And by this time, I'm getting mad, and I says, "Look, I am legally blind, and if you want me to prove it, I'll remove my false eye." And he shut up. And he didn't say, a, our teacher didn't say a word until we got outside. And she says, that's the greatest comeback I've ever heard. Oh, you did good again. I almost went ahead and flashed to that, you know, but I think it had a greater effect just to be able to threaten to do it. Oh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, Jeff, um, next time you and Walden go into collusion with each other and plot to take me down, you'll have to do a better job. Oh, we will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. Yeah. Okay, I'll get some Scarlet Queen shows out to you. Terrific. Okay, Jeff, thank you so much for calling. Definitely. It was good to talk to you again. You have a great night. And you. Good night. Night, night. 714-545-2071. Charles, you got four votes. Four votes. What's Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm losing over here. Um, just for the heck of it. I have it just for the heck of it. Yeah. Just for the heck of it, tonight is Change the Clocks Night. Yes, yes. And my clock has already changed. Are we moving earlier? I thought we had to wait till 2. I did. I have a trivia question, everybody. What happens on November the 6th? Hello, Carl. You're on the air. The child gets a CD. Oh, sure. Oh, man. You were listening. Oh, no way. Uh, he, he was kissing up to you. He's, oh, my friend, Ralph. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mentioned Tony, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. He mentioned both of you. Oh, my God. 
Now, I, I guess we should give Tony a vote as well. Tony, does he deserve a CD? You think the guy deserves a CD? For 60% of an answer? You think that Charles in New Jersey <laughs> deserves a CD? For 60% of an answer? Yes, yeah, she says yes. For oh, 60% of an answer. I'm losing my shirt here. <laughs> oh, Charles, I think he got a chance. I think he's got a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep the calls coming, folks. <laughs> Keep the calls coming. Hey, you want to know something funny? What? Yeah. I, I, I was laying here, I fell asleep, <clears throat> and I heard somebody say, Blondie! <laughs> and? <laughs> and I come awake. <laughs> yeah, well, both of us did that. You remember that crazy guy on the radio woke you up? Yeah, some guy yelled Blondie. Blondie! That's it. That's it. That'll wake anybody I know. up. I know. Yeah. Walden can do that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> can do that. Wait till he starts to laugh. He'll even snort at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I enjoyed your guest tonight. Wasn't she a sweetheart? For people who might have missed us, uh, we had Gloria McMillan, Harriet Conklin from Our Miss Brooks with us tonight. She was cool. Yeah, it's uh, real easy to talk to. You know. Yes, 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 yes. My goodness. It was like... Oh, good. Everybody she talked to was a friend. Yes, absolutely. It was good. So how are you doing? Did you get snow? Did you get rain? Did you get any kind of weather that you would like to report? A little rain. Uh, snow up on the high hills, but not here. Not there. Uh, Anybody? Uh, now, how far away from the coast are you? Oh, oh quite a ways. Uh, to get up to Eureka, it's about 110 miles. Oh, okay. So you didn't have a tsunami problem. Uh, we, 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 we would have a avalanche problem where we live. <laughs> Everybody can have a problem. Oh, but, oh that, that's terrible what happened. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I, I just got a, a note from my sister who signed up for CNN alerts, and they, they are assuming they had a nuclear meltdown. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, was in I, I don't know. I, you know, when somebody uses the word assume, but it was one of the Japanese officials who said that, so. Oh, I've been, I've been thinking about that all day, you know. Yeah. It's a strange thing, the, the, the way that that works. Their, uh, their controls are powered by an outside electrical source. Mm-hmm. And that went down, they, they lost control. They lost the outside power, but they had a fail-safe method of internal generator power. Yeah. That was knocked out. And then they went to battery power, which was their third level, and the batteries pooped out. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't control it. They, they only last so long. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I, I don't know. I, you know, Chernobyl is the only other nuclear catastrophe that the world has ever had, so I don't know how this is going to measure up with Chernobyl or even what happens in a meltdown. Do you know what happens in a meltdown? Yeah, it just it just gets so, uh, there's so much heat that everything just, all the casings and everything around them, from what I understand, they just melt. Everything, right, every, everything melts, but what happens in terms of heat penetrating the Earth's surface, um, radiation escaping, what happens? 
I, I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I, I heard something about it one time, and it, it's not clear in my mind. I don't want to give you bad information. No, I, I'm having dinner with a friend and her husband on Wednesday night, and he is a former NASA engineer, so maybe he can help me with some of this information. Well, sure, he probably could. Uh, she was really funny. If you're in the market for a, a cute story, but not long after I met her, and her name is Patricia also, um, you know, I don't want to ask personal questions. It's just nice to, to have fun and we sit down and have lunch, and if you want to say something to me, that's fine, but I never ask. And she said one day, a couple of weeks after, she said, aren't you going to ask me what my husband does? Uh-huh. Sure, what does your husband do? And she said, he's a rocket scientist. <laughs> she was waiting to tell me he was a rocket scientist because that was, you know, the, the buzz phrase, you don't need to be a rocket scientist. That's right, yes. So he's a, he's a rocket scientist, and she was just so delighted that she had this line all ready for me, and I never asked her what her husband did for a living. <laughs> he, was with, he was with NASA. He was a rocket scientist. Oh, uh, so I'll be having dinner with him this week. Uh, Tony used to work for a, a big bank in San Jose. Uh-huh. And uh, one morning they had a problem with the... Uh, with the vault, they couldn't unlock it. Ooh. So they they borrowed money, uh, cash money, from a bank across the street. <laughs> they put it in this sliding door cabinet, <clears throat> and they closed it, and the thing locked, and they couldn't get the money out of the cabinet. So Tony called me. I went over and I I picked the lock for him. <gasps> Are you serious? And uh, that Talk about I just said, I always wondered what it was you did for a living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I got to see all that cash. <clears throat> and you couldn't have any. Uh, I forget. The, I guess it was uh, later that day before they finally got the thing open. That's funny. Boy, this, this is a Jethro Bodine and Ellie Mae Clampett. <laughs> <laughs> run across the street and get some money for us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> this is cute. Just to run across the street and say, hey, we need some more money. Yeah, right. Could you throw a little in the bag here? This is not a stick-up. That's cute. That is cute. Well, are you in the market for <clears throat> a question? Well, sure. I, I'm always interested. We have some really hard ones. Would you like a really hard one? Oh, why not? All right. Oh, Ralph, you just made my day. You're going to okay. get me, huh? Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Now, this one, this one is a really rotten one. What was Sergeant Preston's first name? Sergeant Preston in the Yukon. Oh. Uh, you got me. I know. I would get, every, I would get even Walden on this one. Uh. I even told him one time what his name was. I, I never heard, I never heard anybody say his first name. I think it was only in a single show. All right, here's one that you should be able to get, because we've talked about this before. So if you were paying attention in class, you know the answer. Were you paying attention? Uh, Tony said something. Go ahead and say it again. I can't hear her. Tony said something to me, and I, I, I missed what you said. 
Oh, you want me to say it again? I thought you were asking Tony to say it again. Okay. I have a question, and I have given the answer at least two other times, and if you were paying attention in school, you will know the answer. <laughs> what was Andrew H. Brown's middle name? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. I, I, I heard this, but I, I'm trying to remember it. Uh, oh, that day. Very good. It started with an H. <laughs> yes. Andrew H. Brown's middle name does begin with an H. <laughs> yes, it does. This is good, Ralph. Uh, I have a cold. You have to excuse me. Oh, we should take pity on you tonight, huh? Yeah. Uh, I want to say Horatio or Horace. I, I really don't know. Okay, leave that one out for people who were paying attention in school. They were not only there, but they were paying attention. Okay, let me see here. You beat me up good tonight. Okay, all right. Well, I think Ralph has an excuse. There's one of the days his dad took him out fishing when I gave the answer to that question. Say what? It, the reason why Ralph doesn't know, he, it was one of the days he was out fishing. Oh, his dad took him out of school. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he yeah. said he remembered hearing it, so I know he was in school that day. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, are you ready for the next one? We're still in the names now. All right. All right, give me the, na the first name of the five members of the Anderson family in Father Knows Best. This was Jim. Right. I don't know the daughter's name. He called her princess all the time. Very good. That's one. There, there are five members now, so you've got two. I don't remember the wife's name. I know that one. His name was Bud, I think. Very good. Three. Well, that, that, that's, uh... Is that 60%? Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's Charles Rubble. <laughs> 60%. And you know what? I am going to declare you a winner because I originally had give me three of the five names, and I changed it to five, which was a beastly thing to do. So I am declaring you a winner. All right. Margaret. Three out of five. The, my, the wife's name was? Margaret. Well, huh? Margaret? Yes. So you have four out of five. You're way ahead of Charles here. I got, I got a friend here that helped me with <laughs> Okay, uh, Tony, if you're listening, he got Jim, Margaret, Princess, that was Betty, who was named Princess, right. and Bud, the son, who was the fifth, was another daughter. Another daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, poor Ralph. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Patty. Patty, did you say? Patty? Mm -hmm. Not Patty. No. I don't know. Well, you've, you've already gotten this. You, you've got four out of five. That is darn good. The, the uh, fifth one was the youngest daughter named Kathy, and he called her kitten sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. Well, almost got them, huh? And a tooth fairy coming. Um, what else can I, can I put together for you? We got some great stuff tonight. I don't know. Let me let me consult. You know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> You're too funny. Only wants to know what kind of great stuff. Oh boy! Now we now we have to give samples here. Okay. 
What what is she in the market for? A mystery or a comedy or what? She says, "Oh, comedy." Comedy. Comedy. All right. Well, we'll go through our list of comedies here. I heard that, Tony. Okay, I'm going to start from the bottom up this time. Vic and Sade, the Tooth Fairy stuff you've already got, you're already getting. Red Skelton, hey. Phil Harris, and Alice Faye. Did I ever send you Phil Harris and Alice Faye? I think we have some of it, yeah. Okay. Ozzy and Harriet, our Miss Brooks, uh, Lum and Abner, Life of Riley, got scads of Jack Benny. It's Higgins, sir. That's a good one. Halls of Ivy, Great Gildersleeve, uh, Fred Allen, Fibber McGee and Molly, Fabulous Dr. Tweedy. I don't have an awful lot of those. Oh, gosh, I've only got three of those shows. They didn't survive. Duffy's Tavern, Burns and Allen, Bob Hope, Bob and Ray, Blondie. That's the one that woke you up. Bickersons. I haven't sent out the Bickersons in ages. Um, Amos and Andy, The Aldrich Family, and Abbott and Costello. My goodness. Um, I have the Bickersons. You sent me the Bickersons. Oh, good. Okay. You were the last one who ever asked for them. I'm trying to, I'm trying to start Tony up here to give me an answer. Come on. You're on the air. <laughs> you guys are too funny. You're on the air with Patricia. <laughs> what? Yes, you're on the air with Patricia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me see what else we got. Does she like quiz shows? Quiz shows. No, but no. I uh, Bill Harris oh, and Alice. That went off. Bill Harris and Alice say is what she says. You don't have them. You don't have them? Okay. I thought you said you had that one. I have them. I'm asking if you have them. Oh, no. No, no. I don't think so. We've got one. <laughs> she seems to think we have one. Oh, goodness. Well, how, how we got one. <laughs> we have to do something about that. Um, sure. Phil Harris, you have got it. Um, and, and gosh, they are good shows. And I even got some extra ones in. So you will have a premiere edition of some of the extra goodies. Oh, fine. Yeah, I really like that show. I hope you enjoy them. As in, it's really good. Walden, I forgot to put that one on my I love it list. Ah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and scratch it in. It's on my I love it list. We'll scratch it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to sleep. All right. Well, then, yes, yes. Don't be calling Blondie anymore. Blondie! <laughs> well, I can always do Abbott and Costello. You know, that would oh, be. Yeah. yeah, I can do. I can do. Hey, Abbott! Yeah, I can always do that, too. Do we have anything else in the repertoire? Uh, right. no, no, I don't think so. No, as you long know, as it winds, we'll do it. You know, long a tenor, practically. You know, so it's getting down to, uh, you know, the uh, other ranges are tough. Oh, well, Patricia. Do you have any, uh, for some future time, not not now, but any Dennis Day? Oh, my God. His own show? Just downloaded a bucket load of them. Ah. Yes, I do. Well, if I ever answer another question right, maybe we'll get Dennis Day. Well, then you can have Dennis Day. Yes, I did. I found a whole bunch of Dennis Day, and they sound like good quality. I haven't checked all of them, but it looks like um, they're pretty good quality. That's right. Hey, for me. Dennis Day was on Saturday night, along with Judy Canova. Oh, God, Judy Canova. Yeah. 
What a voice that woman had. She was a talent. She could she could be a a, a country hillbilly, and then she could go in and sing opera. I mean, she was one amazing talented. What would they call her? The Arkansas Nightingale. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, she had the ability to do it. <laughs> yeah, she was good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess she didn't. Uh, her show didn't last that long, did it? It was probably, I think, seven, eight years. But, no kidding. But, I didn't but, think it was on that long. But, you know, but because she was basically stable on Saturday nights. I don't know how many people would have tuned in. You know, you had Dennis Day, yeah. Judy Canova, and then, uh, and then the Grand Ole Opry was pretty much the stable, and Truth of Consequences were the stables on Saturday nights. Well, I, uh, that Judy Canova couldn't get that over the, uh, the notes that she could hit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She was good. She was good. We have to put that down on one of on the list of this is not my favorite show. But boy could she sing. Yeah. She had the ability to sing. That's what she was uh, for. Good stuff. I think uh last week or so you you mentioned Dorothy Lamore. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, in uh, 1952 uh December the 7th or 8th the day before I went in the Navy, I went to a, a Martha Ray stage show in New York, mm-hmm. and Dorothy Lamore was there, and I got introduced to her, and I told her I was going in the Navy the next day. Huh? She gave me a big kiss on the cheek. Aww. Oh, how sweet. You didn't wash right. your face for 12 years. Yeah. Ah, fantastic, yeah. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always, uh, recall that.